Welcome to the Preserve Your Past podcast, where we'll explore all things related to the creative process of writing your stories for future generations. I'm your host, Melissa Ann Kitchen, author, teacher, speaker, and coach. I believe that your personal history is a priceless gift for family, friends, and generations to come. Whether you consider yourself a writer or not, we are discussing the topics that help with every step of the process, like how to mine for the juiciest story ideas or how to refine them into polished final drafts you'll be proud to share. Let's face it, sharing your stories can be overwhelming, but I've got you covered. We all have a lifetime of memories to share, so why not save yours to pass along? Let me help you leave your lasting legacy. Welcome, everybody, to the Preserve Your Past podcast. Can I tell you something that I was afraid to admit this week? This year, I've been really reluctant to get out the holiday decor, and I actually have decided that I'm probably not going to put up my big Christmas tree. And I really couldn't put my finger on the reason. It isn't that I'm really dreading Christmas. We didn't have a big loss, so I'm not really sad or worried about it, but more feeling like there's some kind of anticipation or excitement that's missing. So this weekend, I took to my quiet time and my journal and some meditation, and I really tried to explore my feelings. I asked myself why I might be feeling this way and then went deeper with my usual questions to myself, and why is that? And then again, and why is that? What's happening now that might be causing these feelings? And once I let my feelings flow honestly, I realized that for me, there were a few things going on this year that were adding to how I was feeling. In this episode, I'm going to share about those reasons, because while we were writing about traditions in my Preserve Your Past, Share Your Stories Facebook group this month, that's our theme, I am acknowledging that traditions around the holidays can bring up a lot of feelings. And there may be times when some of those traditions have to change. So if your holidays are going to be different in some way this year, then this episode is for you, my friend. So maybe you've lost someone, or maybe you've moved, had a big life change, or like me, somebody you love is far, far away, then this post and podcast is for you. Today, we're going to look at how we can bridge the past and the present with our family traditions. We all have memories and traditions that are sensitive, and it's always hard when those traditions need to shift or change. And I've had to do this several times in my life. I'm actually going to share a few in this episode in a little bit, but that doesn't mean it's ever easy. But it also doesn't mean that new traditions can't be special as we bridge that transition of the old and the new. For me this year, once I looked at what was going on, I realized that my reluctance for decorating was twofold. First, this year I feel like I'm in some kind of Groundhog Day version of home repair. And when I say this year, it's not even really this year. My kitchen has been 
redone twice since I've lived in this house. My downstairs bathroom has been redone three times. My son's bedroom upstairs has been ugh, in disarray but from three different pipe issues, leaks. And so this idea of Groundhog Day of reconstructing and then putting things back together neatly is a real theme for me. Uh, last year we had work done upstairs due to a leak and I worked really hard getting both of the bedrooms ready for my aunt and my son who was out of state. Um, he comes home from the Air Force and so I wanted them to have their own spaces and I wanted to get that cleaned up after some of that work was done and it was a lot of work and I was up there for a whole like long weekend, just pushing through, pushing through, pushing through, trying to get ready. And I remember thinking, boy, this is a lot of work, but it's going to feel so great to have this done. And I'll have a craft space and I'll have cozy place for company. And I was so excited that everyone was going to be coming and be cozy for the holidays and enjoy a wonderful visit. And they were, and it was beautiful and everyone was cozy. But right after the holidays, I had a serious fall in January and had to have my elbow reconstructed. Uh, Things were fractured and broken and my tricep detached and all of this happened right after the new year and while my husband was in the busiest part of his business. So I remember after Christmas, not yet even having the surgery, trying to take down the ornaments and the tree because it was a live tree and I didn't want the house to burn down and I didn't need all that, you know, dumping needles in the house. So I was taking down the ornaments one by one with my hand. Trying to move was excruciating. And I just remember tossing everything into boxes and bags that Mark had to then pretty much throw them down in the basement because he was barely home. Things weren't sealed up in their usual Rubbermaid containers and bags. And so because they were kind of all free and open, I could see this year when I went down to kind of pull some things up that mice had gotten into a few of the bags and things just felt kind of basement-y, gross, and kind of just dusty and yucky. Uh, So I think that's when it kind of started was, ugh, I don't even want to have to go through all this and what do I want to put up here and I'm just going to have to take it down again. And between that fall and that leak, you know, those bedrooms were torn up and guess what happened again this year? We had another leak in our downstairs bathroom. Well, actually it started in the upstairs, ended up in the downstairs and they had to get to the closet of my son's bedroom. So that same bedroom that I fixed up last year got torn apart again this year. And there's the groundhog day feeling of just like knowing that I need to create another, like take the time and space to be able to go up and clean and make that room cozy for everyone. So that was kind of the one issue that's going on. Then secondly, I know this was part of my reality, but I didn't realize how it was popping up for me. But this year, my Air Force boy who came home with his Greyhound last year for Christmas is not going to be home for the holidays because he's stationed overseas for two years. And while my mom heart is so happy that he's loving his overseas adventure and he's doing really well, and we all keep in touch regularly, this year will be different. 
And I shared a post on Facebook and Instagram with pics of my two boys in front of the tree for all 24 years that my youngest has been born. We've had pictures in front of the tree of the two of them. One of our traditions was the boys coming home even as they got older and putting their school ornaments that they made, you know, the macaroni ornaments or the ones with their school pictures, the little wreaths and things. They'd go through, organize those and put those on the tree. I'd make them pose in their Christmas Eve jammies and we never knew what was going to happen because their humor and belly laughs would just fill the house and the poses were ridiculous and some of them didn't even make the cut to Facebook because they were so hilarious and not quite appropriate. But that's knowing that we won't have that time in front of the tree together is a little bit of a downer. And it, it makes me realize like for 24 years, this is something that we did and we won't be able to do it. So I started realizing that I needed to look at it differently. I needed to shift. We didn't have to ditch the routine, but there needed to be a way that this tradition was able to be done in a different way. So I promise you we will be making every effort to reenact some sort of in front of the tree photo. And we will all get together virtually thanks to amazing technology. But I realize now that what feels different is the space. And that for 24 years we did that. And I wasn't even realized I was going to miss that so much. And it also explains why it was about the tree and the ornaments and the decor. So even though the shift was not due to a big loss and it's not a permanent change, I know there are ways that I could carry it on with just a bit of an adjustment. So today I'm going to share with you just a few times when my past and present traditions needed to be shifted a little. And then we're going to talk about how some questions that on how you could shift and adjust a tradition that might be changing or whether it's a life change or a loss for you. So we'll we'll go through some questions and some guidance for you to think about how you can shift what that tradition was in the past and maybe tweak it to be a more modern tradition. Okay, so let's talk about three short stories of times that I had to bridge my past and present traditions. The first one that came to mind right away was the first Christmas after my mom passed away. And I can imagine for my father that it was very hard to be able to plan a regular Christmas. Now, remember I was in high school, but my sister was five years younger than me. So I was a senior. She would have been in middle school. My brother was between us. And so we were all home um, for that Christmas. That would have been the Christmas of my first freshman year at college. But it was definitely... If you are someone who loves the thought of collecting memories, of preserving your past, whether it's through writing stories, whether it's through conversations, whether it's through 
any kind of project that can help you to preserve those details of your past and the stories that get passed along through the generations, then I have the place for you. I would love to see you join me over at Preserve Your Past, Share Your Stories, my free Facebook group where you can join like-minded people to help you get your stories down on paper for future generations. Now, this group is for people who are in the process of collecting their stories, whether you are writing down your personal stories to preserve your past or collecting the memories and you just want to work through remembering loved ones and making sure that those details that you had, the experiences that you shared with them are never lost, this is the place to be. We talk about everything to do with preserving those memories and preserving your past. And weekly, we have a live event where I do a mini lesson or a conversation that is live in our Facebook group. Daily, you'll get some prompts, some quotes, and on top of it all, you'll have a community where you can share your favorite memories, ask questions on how to work through preserving those, and just be with like-minded people. So again, join me over at Preserve Your Past, write your stories. You'll find the link for the community in the show notes to this podcast, and I can't wait to see you over there. Come join us. A very different feeling. And it brought to my attention as I look back how different Christmas was without my mom. And um, for those of you who want a little taste of Christmas for the Schumann family, I recently did a podcast, the last podcast actually, is on perspective and a walk down memory lane with my brother and sister and we share one of our Christmas traditions. And part of the reason why we realized this tradition existed of my dad taking us Christmas shopping was so that my mom could be Santa Claus. (laughs) So my mom could prepare all the things that needed to get prepared. So I think looking back at that first Christmas after my mom passed, that it must have been hard for my dad knowing that Santa was not there. Because I'm fairly certain that most of the effort and time that went into getting all of those things was her. Although I do remember my dad going out really last minute and doing a bunch of different um, shopping and probably, and I know like some of the big gifts we got that he would, would been really excited about, I know were probably things he had thought of. So he was not an absent dad, but I do know that he was very busy working two jobs and my mom often was the one kind of pulling it all together. And so the year that after she passed, he decided for Christmas that we would all go away on a ski trip. And it was an amazing vacation and we had beautiful weather and really enjoyed ourselves. Um, and I think for him, the importance of starting that tradition was to give us a new environment with a whole different way of looking at the day, a different schedule. Um, I mean, we weren't at home. So even where we woke up, where we slept, um, what we were doing, the fresh air and everything, the adventure of it all would be a way to shift our perspective from what wasn't there, what was different, 
but the difference would be accentuated in a positive way. Now, it didn't mean that we weren't sad and we didn't miss my mom, but I do remember that it was a nice way to not so obviously realize how much things had changed so suddenly. So that was one shift and pivot of a tradition from having Christmas at home with waking up with the tree to then going skiing and being away from home for Christmas morning. Another time I remember a shift of a tradition was just, again, had to do with Christmas morning, this time after my dad. It was when my aunt was had moved down to the Cape and was now the official uh, guardian of my sister, and we all had our first Christmas all together, and Auntie Kristen in- introduced us all to mimosas for Christmas. So we were in our PJs in the morning, and she had bought some bubbly and some juice, and so while we made our our breakfast and ate our snacks uh, and munched on some you know, breakfast type things. We all sat and had our mimosas together. And that was special because bubbly is special. And uh, it just, we had them in fancy glasses and it was a new tradition. And it helped us shift again from another loss and another change because we weren't at home then. We didn't have the house anymore and we were living with her. And that just made it a little more festive and um, was exciting and different and so much fun. And the way that's even shifted into the present day is that we still do mimosas with auntie. Now she comes to my house since the boys were born 24 years ago, since we've been doing Christmas in this house. And um, we still do the mimosas in the morning. Uh, Someone will you know, last minute, we're like, who's bringing the bubbly and who's bringing the, you know, the juice. And sometimes the bubbles are so good, we're not allowed to put juice in them. Um, but it's all so much fun and still adds a nice uh, celebratory feeling. And then the boys were so excited when they got old enough to either appreciate or enjoy <laughs> or partake in those mimosas. So it's, um, we even have special mimosa glasses that are so not practical with holiday decor on them, like little decorations on them that those tend to tips <laughs> we might be transitioning out of those but um that tradition of having mimosas started the first christmas after my father another tradition that's shifted is when i was little we used to get and you can hear this again in that last podcast episode 25 which is a walk down memory lane with todd and Allie, my sister and brother um but we used to get pjs on Christmas Eve. So we could open a present from, we gave each other a present. We could open one present from each other. Um, and then we were able to open a gift from my mom that was a special Christmas night pajamas. And so we did that all through growing up. And I can look at pictures and see myself and feel what it felt like to have those brand new pajamas. If they were the, you know, the felted kind, sometimes they'd be a little stiff, but, um, yeah, it was always fun to see what they were going to be and put those on. And you knew the excitement of the next day was coming when you had your new PJs. And so that turned into a tradition when my boys were little from the very beginning that we got them the PJ uh, PJs for, for Christmas. And then 
my aunt would get them their PJs for Christmas and bring those down. And as they got older, we would just find the most ridiculous pajamas for them. Between the two of us, we had some really good ones. Again, there's I sh- I'm actually going to post this on my business Facebook one too on the um, Preserve Your Past Facebook page because there are some really good pictures of the boys. And I'll share a little bit about the behind the scenes of, you know, this tradition change. But um, that's part of what was a little bit hard was knowing the boys weren't going to both be home for for posing with their PJs in front of the tree and getting packages to the youngest overseas is really hard. So I'm not sure that we'll even be able to get him pajamas, but maybe I can have him get his own pajamas and share a picture and some holiday PJs. But we will see how that one gets further shifted. So if you're having to shift or adjust a tradition this year due to a loss or a change, because I know in my friend group and in my close family, we have lost some amazing people this year. And it's never easy to go through a first holiday with the loss of a loved one. But even changes that are big changes, either divorces or separations or moves to a new house or kids growing up and not being able to make it home for Christmas, whatever that looks like, that change. I want to invite you that if you are feeling that, that you take some time to pause and to feel into what would feel good even though it's different. That's what I did when I was thinking about the tree and I was like, oh, I just don't want to put up the same thing I always put up and and it would feel dirty, you know, those some of those things got ruined. So I thought, what would feel good even though it's different? And for me, I knew I wanted the lights and I wanted the twinkles and I wanted some greenery, but I wanted it to be simple. I wanted the music, so I started playing music. But I just started thinking about what would feel good, even though it was different. Another question that I would ask is how can you carry on a piece of the tradition while honoring your feelings and honoring the fact that things have changed? Is there a piece that can continue? So for the boys not being in the same house, like I said, maybe Benny can get his pajamas (laughs) on base (laughs) and we can still reenact a pretend picture in front of the trees. I mean, you can do all sorts of things now, but maybe there's a way to still recreate that feeling and maybe it's a different day than or time of day or whatnot, but what part of the tradition can I keep? What piece can I keep? Um, It's even how we transferred those PJ ones onto my boys or, you know, some of those other ones where we knew we needed to do things, but I wanted to keep parts of the tradition so that it could be a connection to the past, right? Because that's what our traditions are there to, to help us feel connected to the family that came before us that maybe started them. Um, But we also need to remember to honor our feelings and honor the change. So when you do that, think about what are the pieces that need to be adapted and what can stay the same. And then I want you to think about this because this is really what 
what helped me to get to those feelings is I gave myself time to think about it. So I want you to ask yourself, how could you give yourself the time and space to honor the loss or the change? To feel the feelings. Even if it's a good positive change, it might be feeling uncomfortable and stressful. And acknowledging those feelings is better than avoiding them. Let me say that again. Acknowledging them and feeling them is better than avoiding them because when you have the feelings, they're there. If you don't acknowledge and let them kind of be without really getting stuck in them, they're gonna just be under the rug festering. They're going to end up this holiday with you just throwing like me. I could have just said, okay, I'm going to put up the decorations that I always put up and I would have just thrown things up and I would have looked at them from (laughs) my cozy spot on the couch and just felt grossed out or aggravated or sad and I would have just not really taken into account my feelings. So acknowledging your feelings, thinking about, you know, I'm sad, I miss him. While I know he's okay, and I know other people are in worst case scenarios, it's still real for me that this is the first time in 24 years. And even though he's doing great, it's still real for me to feel this way. So if you are going through a loss this year, or a change this year, and need a shift of your traditions, please know that I'm thinking of you. And I'm really sending my heart out to you. I invite you to reach out on Instagram or Facebook or even email me at melissa at melissaandkitchen.com and share with me if you did find a way to bridge any of those transitions of those traditions. I'd really love to hear if this touched you and If there was something that you needed to change, um, please do share it in the group. If you haven't already joined us, I do have that free Facebook group called Preserve Your Past, Share Your Stories. I'll put the link to the Facebook group. We are talking about traditions this month. I'll put those in the show notes. And it's a great way for us to reflect and preserve the past, knowing that You know, those traditions might not always be the same, but there's no reason why you can't bridge over to new traditions. So that's the end of the podcast today. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Know that I am honored by the time that you take to to be here with me, and I would appreciate it if you could put a review in wherever you listen to your podcast. That really would be a lovely gift for me for the holiday season to be able to get our podcast seen by people who would have an interest in this topic. And as always, here's to writing your powerful personal stories. Wasn't that a fun episode? I enjoyed our conversation so much. And if you would like to continue our conversation, be sure to follow this podcast and share with friends. This helps share the mission of preserving the past with stories. Want more tips, tools, and inspiration? Head over to melissaannkitchen.com. And as always, let's get writing your powerful personal stories.